This episode of Here for the Wrong Reasons is brought to you by the detox teas of Teamy, the teas that make you poop a lot. Try our Teamy colon, or if you want a less extreme detox, our Teamy semicolon. So what, are we going to talk about this episode too? Man. Done. I'm done though. But so much happened this week. Nothing happened. <laughs> Not one thing happened. Yeah, and they really uh, tease us with what appears to be like 12 hours of content next Tuesday night. Engagements, overnights, the whole uh, reunion special. I don't give a shit about anybody on this show. <laughs> <laughs> they can leave paradise. They me can stay there. Question why we even do this podcast. <laughs> We do it for the fans. And for just the time that it affords us to spend together. Yeah. The yeah. time that it allows us to bond. We have a hobby. It's couple goals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look at how much you're enjoying yourself right now. Getting mm-hmm. to spend time with me instead of reading your book quietly by yourself. Book recommendation, guys. Three women. Ooh. It's a scorcher. Getting a little hot under the collar just <laughs> yeah. thinking about it. If you want to... You want to get into the boom boom room? <laughs> pick yourself up a copy of this Matt book. Matt Donald might want to read this bad boy. Get some I'm tips. I'm pretty sure his mom would not allow him to read this book. <laughs> my mom? What would my mom say? Okay, so uh, let's get to the nothing that happened on this show. But first, we got some nice reviews on iTunes from Susie in actual Italy. So we have an actual <laughs> Italian fan. Hey, allora. <laughs> She uh, said that I sound um, a little... Buenas noches. <laughs> no, hang on. I know I know a little okay. bit of Italian. Po, po, pico? Um, poca? How do you say a little? Polka? <laughs> How do you say little? Polka. No, like... Polka, polka. Pi, po, um, petite. Um, polka. Po, pico. It's something like that. <laughs> pico de gallo. Um, um, but she mentioned that I sounded disappointed that that other person from Coma wasn't from Italy. You're right, Susie, and actually, I was. So you Fuck are the you, superior Como fan. America. <laughs> Nobody wants you. Oh, that's not true. I know. Um, we got Kelly Green, forty-two, Raccoon, twenty-one, and how I, what I'm going to say is Ami Demek, um, all giving us nice reviews. It's pronounced Ani DeFranco. <laughs> the whole night. I don't know any Ani DeFranco. That's one. That doesn't sound... We could spend... That doesn't sound correct. Oh, 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 okay. Okay. Um, Ida Katz wanted a shout out. So there you go. Ida Katz on Twitter. Come you, on, Ida Katz. You didn't really yeah. do anything. You do shout outs all the time. And, uh, Ida Katz is the new Katie. <laughs> Shout out to Sleepy Eye, Minnesota, and Aww. our one listener there. Oh, you, oh, are you feeling a little sleepy? It might be sleepy Becca eye. Kufrin. She's <laughs> in Minnesota. Let's close our damn ice. Let's do the damn thing and go to bed. As for the episode, we're picking up right where we left off with our Dean cliffhanger. And Tasha tells us, I never would have guessed that Dean would come back. Yeah, who would have guessed that this weird, unpredictable guy who lives in his van would leave and then suddenly show up again? I never would have guessed it. He's not weird and unpredictable. He's beautiful. He is a little weird and a little unpredictable. I'm just saying you can't predict the movements of a guy who lives in his van. I feel like you are a little bit salty about (laughs) Dean. A little bit jealous of Dean. You are jealous of Dean because I feel like Dean is... 
Like you look like Parum Pum with your because you have like this long hair and like wannabe beard guy. What are you saying that I feel like Dean is my estranged (laughs) son? No, (laughs) no, I'm saying I think that Dean. I think that Dean is living the life that you yourself are just posing at with your beard. Oh, I see. But uh, I, if I saw Dean though as a Parum Pum figure, I would scold him a lot. Um, and then Which is what him. you're doing. That's true. I have some parm pum and I see eye to eye. Dean, get a job. Eat parm some mung beans. Didn't scold Dean <laughs> for not having a job. No, that's me. That's oh, me okay. scolding Dean for not having parm a job. Parm pum, I feel like would like would love this version of Dean. Uh, like we said, they should father son road trip around. A hundred percent. I'm there for that. This parm pum metaphor is really all over the board and how I relate to parm pum. What do you mean? Parampum didn't like Dean being on The Bachelor because Dean came in all like clean shaven and like tight, uptight and trying to like pass himself off as this like teenage dreamboat Zac Efron. <laughs> so I feel like Parampum has got to be 100% behind this new hobo Dean. Oh, I know. The hobo Dean for sure. Yeah, I remember when Parampum got mad because Dean came in as such a square Man, that is what he said, uptight? though. Because Dean was like, oh, we already ate when Parm Pum offered him those mung beans. <laughs> Who's come in from Squareville, and man? And Parm Pum was, he was. He was like, look, I can tell that you're not being authentic to your true self. You and at the time, Dean got so angry about it, but it's because Parm Pum was right. Nailed it, Parm Pum. Sometimes you get mad at the people that tell the truth. Just like how I'm telling the truth right now about Dean being kind of unpredictable and weird and you're getting a little upset about it. A little mad. Uh, Christian weighs in a little bit on Dean being back. Christian, nobody even knows who you are. <laughs> Guys, I've been here for three days. Christian, you don't even go here. <laughs> she doesn't even go here. I know I'm kind of uh, not in this scene, but I wasn't even at Stagecoach. Um, yeah, so Dean uh, is had pulled Kaylin over to one of the day beds, asked her to leave. Dun, dun, dun. That was our cliffhanger. Cut back to Connor saying, bro, I don't want to lose her. That's not Connor. Yeah, I, that wasn't terrible. very good. That's one Let's hear your that's Connor. That's terrible. I want to hear you, Connor. So, well, Kaylin asks if she can go talk to Connor, and she does, and he says, uh, I want you to stay. I feel like I can definitely see a future with us. Oh, yeah. The second sentence, you got it. That was good. I uh, got it in yeah. the first sentence, It took a minute to get there. There but, uh, are no actions on his part that say he's going to be a guy to be there for you and fight for you. <laughs> Which... Is I hate to come to Connor's defense. Is that vocal fry? I think I, think I finally it just is. got it. Yeah, I so think that's, that's vocal Connor fry. Is. Yeah, I've been confused. People have been complimenting us for our lack of vocal fry. We don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we don't have it because it's we Connor. don't know what it means. Um, yeah. So again, Kaylin does the. There's an easy choice here and a difficult choice. And Dean tells her we're definitely going to have things to work on with myself mostly. So here's my thing. Dean's big pitch basically seems to be come with me so that I can improve myself as a person. That's not true. Okay. What I mean that's that was my read. My read is that Dean is like, hey, I feel like we actually really did connect. Like I came into this reality show thinking it was gonna be just a stupid lark. 
and I tried to leave thinking the same thing. Um, and like, I was scared, but I feel like we actually really do have something to pursue outside of this. That was a lot. What's wrong with that? That was a lot better than what Dean said. (laughs) No, it's not. I feel like that's what he said. That was much better. I can't uh, look at specific notes because you I have didn't a really half a page of notes. I didn't yeah. take any, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's like a Cliff's Notes version of the speech that he gave her. <laughs> a lot I of mean, the speech was I just run away. No, from that like I I definitely see. I think you're right. Like I think that, but that it, the speech is hinging on the idea that he wants to change, and he hasn't met anyone so far who's made him want to be a better man. It's his Jerry Maguire speech. It's his Jack Nicholson moment, too, from As as Good As It Gets. Is that what that's from? You make me want to be a better man? Yeah. You make me want to be a better man. That's as good as it gets? I'm going to say a nice thing. Here it is. You're thinking of, look, lady. (laughs) We're all so crazy somewhere else. That's my Jack Nicholson. (laughs) Hooah! Um, that's my Al Pacino. Oh, you're right. As good yeah. as it gets, you make me want to be a better man. Yeah, you're thinking of like um, your why cavemen painted on walls. What the fuck is that? That's Greg Kinnear talking to Helen. Have you seen As Good as It Gets? <laughs> but I'm talking I'm about sure Jerry Maguire. What does Jerry Maguire say? He says, "You complete me. You complete me. Yeah. Complete me." But so my point is, I mean, I get it. He he says that Kalen is worth changing for. But it's still like, I want to prove that I can change. I wasn't totally convinced that he was like, I couldn't live without you. Though he did say that about being at the Grand Canyon all by himself. Maybe I'm just being a little too down on Dean, but I got a lot of vibes of like, I'm here to prove that I can change. Well, you know what? Kaylin's not perfect either, okay? Like, she came into paradise weeping about Blake then suddenly she's going out on a date with Mike. She's hooking up with Dean. Dean leaves and she's like talking about how her world is over. And then the second that Connor walks through the wedding looking tall, that's basically it. Like that's the only thing that people say. Tall and broy. Uh, she's like, oh no, now I'm in love with you. Like, come on. I don't know. I don't think that Kaylin is... I, I, I'm gonna. I'll put a bold point on it. Okay. I do not care for Kaylin. Ooh, that is. Am a bold I allowed point. to say that, or that, are we gonna police me? <laughs> that is a bold point. I can't believe it. I, uh, I don't. I think that she's a flip flopper. <laughs> she's basically John Kerry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to use a timely political reference. She also made a reference to binders full of men. <laughs> That's uh, was that Romney. that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, she does have a binder oh. full of men, Blake. Mike. Um, yeah, so anyways, those two leave together. I guess both of us seem to be coming at this from the opposite direction of these two deserve each That's other. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm okay with this uh, pairing because I think, I mean, not to, I'm not going to name any names at all, but we know certain couples in real life that were like, Ugh, who got the raw end of yeah. that deal? And you're like, just kind of like, you can't say. It's just right. they both... Deserve each other. Each one both deserves each other and yet deserves someone better at the same time. It's like on The Office when Pam is like, I could never fix Angela up with Andy. I could never do that to Dwight or Andy or Angela. Yeah, it's It's the same exact thing. thing. So maybe it is good that they are going to be with each other for the next five to six weeks. She leaves with him and Connor says, 
fuck <laughs> that. In his full vocal fry. Fuck the whole that. thing is just fried out. Yeah, you felt... Uh, I felt bad uh, for Connor. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I did like it when um, Blake says, I mean... I think that Dean is incredibly charming. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and he was sitting on the daybed looking like a 12-year-old reading Tiger Beat. I feel like he like had his head in his chin. Like with dreamy (laughs) eyes. It was like he was talking about like Jonathan Taylor Thomas or something and had a Tiger Beat poster. The the Blake, uh, who's that actor that you compared him to? Ken Marino. Oh my God. It's like once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Which means that Ken Marino should play Blake in the Bachelor in Paradise movie. Yes. That inevitably they will make. And like I know people say, and I said this too, like Connor looks like Michael Sarah, but I feel like he doesn't have any of the mannerisms. I actually think that Blake does a lot of the things that Ken Marino does as characters. He could be a Ken Marino character. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, So then Dean tells Caitlin as they drive away, the nice thing about the van is you're living or you're driving in your bedroom. Do you think mm. that that's the nice thing about living in a van? Well, I like it that you can nap anytime you want. Sure. He does offer that. He I says you get hungry. I also want to know what kind of van ramen. it is. Like, yeah. is it an old VW? Like, I don't know. I just want to know more about the van. That makes a difference. It I does wanna, make a difference. I want to take a trip in the van. Well, that's the next. Maybe that's the exciting new reality show that The Bachelor has to offer us. Is uh, Dean and Kaylin driving the around road with <laughs> Dean? <laughs> yeah, Dean traveling the country. Yeah, we've pitched this a couple of times, but I really like this uh, idea of following Dean around on his adventures. Uh, I did think that Kaylin was pretty shitty because I don't. And Connor actually mentioned this as well. Oh, sorry, guys. We got to take the collar off our dog. The cattle dog is jingle jangling oh, no too much. What are you jangling your collar, Chaffin? I don't think that she apologized. I feel like she was just like, yeah, I'm going to go with this guy. Right. But also, didn't she act like she was going to stay when she talked to Connor? Well, well, I mean, mm, enough where... That was Connor's interpretation of events. Yeah, but it seemed like she was literally, like, she wanted to stay with whoever she was talking to last. I think that that was also the editing because they wanted the viewer to think that she was going to stay. Ooh, create a little suspense. Mm -hmm. As she's leaving, Christina says... Well, let's see if I can do a Russian accent. Mm-hmm. All right, last week I did the Southern Russian yeah, accent. Yeah, that was good. And to... just do that again because it's just your Russian. I know we've had our differences, but something goes down, call me, okay? <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> that was pretty good. I like it that Christina basically is like, I know people. Yeah, I can <laughs> KGB take you out. <laughs> yeah, I think that she could uh, have somebody killed. It's like uh, when the Russians sprayed... We will ask the questions. <laughs> it's like when the Russians sprayed those people with like neurotoxins in an, with an umbrella in the park. Just like that. Yep. It's Christina's just like got that. all kinds of spy gadgets in her room, mm. like a cigar that shoots out a poison dart. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you smoking a she giant cigar, is Christina? She Carrie Russell and the Americans. Yeah. She just yeah. has like a closet full of disguises. <laughs> Okay, what else happens? We said we weren't going to talk about well, that much. Well, I want to talk a little bit. And, I mean, this is um, this is moving way forward, but it is a major thing that happens. Okay, Are let's you... jump around. I'm ready to do that. Because I think that we're at an interesting segue. And it's not that much far forward because okay. this is still the first episode. 
Uh, can we talk about Christina being a stone cold bitch and sending Blake on his way? Oh, sure. I yeah. mean, to what extent do you think that this was just her long game? That when she oh, said in that first episode, like, I'm here to make him suffer. Yeah, I'm here to make Blake my bitch. I mean, she cried a little bit, but I feel yeah. like, were those real tears? She stretched I this don't out. Know. Did she put a little saline in the corner of her yeah. eye to make it look like she was crying? I feel crying? like this whole time, like, I mean, I, I don't think that, but man, I would have mad respect if she spun that much of a web. Yeah, if she, that is the long game, too. To play this out over several weeks. So Blake sets a date up for her and um, is like, this is our moment. I feel it. And she basically is just like, I am not there. I can't get there. (laughs) (laughs) This is stupid. The only reason that I don't think that this was a long game is because his affection for her seemed to come out of nowhere. That's true. Like all of a sudden he was just like, there she is. And of course, right Christina is like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Because she's like, maybe the fact that we were open and pursuing other people means that this isn't like a fairy tale romance. <laughs> Poor Blake. Also, and I think that J-Mo Brock uh, posted this on Twitter. So J-Mo Brock, if this was you, shout out. Somebody was posting about how this whole performance of Blake in Paradise is just complete validation of what a terrible bachelor he would have been. Yeah. And totally spot on. Oh, yeah. He would have been awful. But I remember yeah. people... And it makes me a little nervous for Peter because I feel like Blake was the Peter of his season. <laughs> but I'm not thinking that Peter's going to be great. <laughs> oh, I think Peter's going <laughs> to suck balls. Yeah, I think it's terrible. I mean, we might as well uh, reference that at this point. That I mean... They haven't announced it until next week when we're recording, but it seems pretty clear that Peter is the Bachelor. You want to know what I, oh, what my dream would be? What? It is Peter. And they are like, it's Peter, but it's Peter Krause. Oh, from oh, Rachel's that would be season. clever. Yeah, I, the st- salt I follow him on Instagram. I'm I sure mean, you do. I'm here for that. I'm surprised you haven't had any dreams about us getting divorced and you ending well, up with him. It could happen. Yeah, or maybe you just haven't mentioned it. Yeah. About it. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think that Peter's going to be great. I do think at least Peter is cuter than Blake. Yeah. I remember even in Becca's season being like, "Why the fuck is this guy making it this far?" Yeah. He's not making it on his personality. That's what we learned in Bachelor in Paradise. He is sobbing in his exit interview and he says, why did I even come to Paradise? I I learned a lot, but at what cost? At what cost? (laughs) Why? Why me? (laughs) Well, earlier he says about him and Christina, we've always been one foot in, one foot out with each other. Maybe that's because you banged Kaylin the day yeah. after you banged Christina. I've I always mean... been one dick in Christina, <laughs> one dick in Kaylin. I just don't get why we haven't been in sync. Uh, it's just a, yeah, our it's relationship has lacked commitment. <laughs> Can't figure out why. All right, let's. I like this. Just kind of hitting on some central themes of things. Um, what else you got? What oh, we, I, I'd like to talk about this Demi and Christian. Oh situation. sure. And here's what I think. I actually thought this was really interesting because so for those of you who don't actually watch this show and good for you, um, Demi gets upset because Christian is very touchy feely 
and is being touchy-feely with a lot of the other girls and Demi feels like Christian is flirting with the other girls and that Demi can't quite give her what she needs because they're not the same level of touchy. Well, she's worried too that Christian is like seeking physical touch elsewhere because Demi won't give her, um, you know, isn't big on PDAs as a by woman right because i do it's like somebody on twitter was like uh wasn't demi like basically the uh oh what was that what was that other girl the miami girl the corinne corinne they're like wasn't demi basically the corinne of her season which uh, demi wasn't like that like corinne you know was topless oh, in the pool. cream on my breasts <laughs> but yeah. i do think like demi you know, there's a difference for Demi between being comfortable with PDAs as a straight woman and as someone show, like in their first same-sex relationship. Sure, and that was a really interesting conflict to me. But here's what I liked about this is so often, like, these couples need to have a serious conversation. Like, take Chris and Katie mm-hmm. on this episode. And Katie's like, I'm just so concerned. I don't feel like we're on the same page. And Chris says, like, three sentences. And Katie's like... We solved it. Like mm-hmm. we've, or when Taisha, when JPJ's like, I just like want to make you smile, shaka bra. And, or like, I don't want you to need material things. And she's like, I love it when you talk about real stuff. But it's not like an actual mm-hmm. real conversation. And this to me was like, this is a real relationship conflict that like can't be solved immediately. You know, mm-hmm. like it's kind of like it's not to say they should break up, but like it's an... Yeah. It's an irreconcilable I related difference. to it because I feel like you are big on PDAs and I'm the right. Demi. No, I'm, I'm like, the Christian in the God, relationship. Get yeah. your hands. Leave me Stop alone. Stop rubbing yeah. my back at this faculty meeting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I related to it for that reason because I felt very much like the Christian. That's why I'm always I've, touching people I in the pool. I was going to say, like... Unlike Christian, I do not think that you become super touchy-feely with other people. Just going around uh, touching people left and right. Yeah. Um, But I I don't even have anything super funny to say about this. You know what I thought that it demonstrated? What? That basically like a woman-woman relationship is the healthiest relationship that you're going to get. Because they will talk about things. like. They are willing to sit and talk through things in a way that I think a lot of men aren't willing to do. Yeah, well, and as I'm in this episode, I think you saw that a couple of different times. You just you see because Chris Harrison's like, you guys need to have serious conversations. And then the serious conversations are like four sentences like. Hey, hey, have you ever thought about moving in with someone? Oh, yeah, I almost moved with Angela. I Oops. Mean, <laughs> Whoops. That's not exactly true. No, it's totally 100% true, and everything that I said was mm-hmm. totally fair. Um, I did think that it would have been funny if they would have made Demi and Christian go on that yoga straddling date that they made. <laughs> Whoever those other two people, you're having trouble with your touch? Here's this uh, erotic yoga date for you. Um. But yeah, I, I, it was a big part of the episode. I thought it was interesting to see like an extended interesting conflict play out mm-hmm. that had a lot of like dimensions to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now back to stupid stuff. JPJ uh, running a little prom for Tasha. Yeah, Tasha somehow was not invited to her prom. She said nobody asked her. Do Should we have, have gone with your cousin. Yeah, like, like some me. People. Yeah, didn't you have a cousin to go with? That <laughs> yeah. worked for me. Yeah, 
and then 15 years later pretend that it wasn't your cousin? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, that was a cousin of uh, Mike Nesmith of the yeah. Monkees. That's who it was. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody believes it. Yeah, so uh, JPJ throws her a little prom. And, uh, yeah, he ha- he brought a sport coat to paradise. He did, for, like, cocktail parties, sure, I yeah. believe. Ready to go. Sport coat. I would like to see the sport coat with the denim Speedo mm-hmm. underneath. I think that's your look right there. I feel like the fact that that prom took up a little bit of time in this episode showed just how stupid this fucking episode was. Yeah, right. Like, I do not need to see... I don't know, slow motion footage of Wells dancing by himself to air supply. (laughs) (laughs) Right. A knockoff Kenny G comes down the steps and starts playing a saxophone. Then JPJ continues with his stomach problems and chugs some champagne and then belches extremely loudly while he and Taysha are slow dancing. Mm. And then, yeah, the whole gang comes over and slow dances. Um, Revion is is in the house. Oh, it's a uh, Ravine. We... <laughs> That's her name. Matt calls her Reviana, and then Ravine. <laughs> they finally shortened it to Rev, which is pretty badass. I have to say, I don't remember her at all. No, me and neither. I know. I think they said that um, that she was eliminated the first night of, I guess, Colton season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have no recollection of her. They're really scraping the bottom of the barrel when Rev and Jane show up. Yeah, I just think that that's, well, even, I mean, Jane at least was there in the beginning. Um, you know, what I was remembering is at this point in the season last year, that's when the twins both showed up just to like fuck shit up. Right, yeah, right. They just literally showed up on the beach and started smashing stuff. (laughs) I wish they would do something like that. Yeah. Like, I wish that Chad would come down the sure, stairs. Sure, right. Like, an agent of chaos needs to arrive. Yeah. Yeah, instead of someone boring. Like, you know who we need in this season? Luke P. <laughs> like, well, we just don't, for a right. day. Yeah, just to cause trouble. Yeah, or Waboom needs to show up and just <laughs> yell Waboom at everyone. Oh. Yeah. Uh, um. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I, I think the really only other anything. thing that we have is Chris and Katie. That we get some conflict with them in this first episode, and it carries down through the second night as well. But, I mean, basically, they can't figure out how they feel about each other. Blah, blah, blah. Chris is like, I'm excited for Katie. I don't know. I feel like I'm also excited for Anna. Right. Something's holding me back. Maybe it's that we've known each other for three weeks. Like, there's an old mom that might live in Alabama, and maybe she had, like... An uncomfortable dream about me, and maybe that's what I need to be pursuing right now. Maybe that's the next person I go for is going to be my wife. She's already somebody's wife. She can do it. Kick off she these can training the wheels. <laughs> ride the real right. thing. Get rid of this starter <laughs> husband that's dragging you down. Yeah. Um. So they go out on a date and basically establish that they are... Uh, want to fight for what they have and then the next night he's like eh, actually I'm good <laughs> yeah let's just go to sleep and sleep on this there's plenty of time to talk about it by which I mean one more day I saw another thing on Twitter that said that Chris was actually like seriously ill during a large portion oh, of the filming <laughs> and that he had to like um stay inside and get a bunch of fluids pumped because he got a weird like a stomach bug or something yeah it's the stomach Um, bug that's going around our institution probably yeah yeah (laughs) 
Um, so. so they were like, that's because I guess people were asking, why don't like we haven't even seen certain people. Right. Because they're great. We want Ill. more Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Angela actually died two days into her filming. <laughs> That's why you don't see it's any more of her. It's been a weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Blood. <laughs> Angela, you've been wearing those sunglasses for a long time. Surf's um, up. Uh, yeah. Are we ready for night two? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're moving through this. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, oh, yeah. This is going to be a short podcast, guys. We Sorry. always say that, and then we find a way to fill it. Nah, I really don't singing. think this is. What is that? Stop. It's an Annie DeFranco I don't song. like I, There's a reason <laughs> I why don't I like don't this. know Annie DeFranco songs, because I don't like them. <laughs> and I especially don't like you singing, singing Annie it. DeFranco. <laughs> it's not what you want to hear right God, now. God, like not even a little bit. Okay. I'm already annoyed just with this episode, so. Oh, I don't need to rub salt in the wound. <laughs> All right, so how do you feel about Hannah and Dylan's nickname being Dana? <laughs> Speaking of things that might rub salt in the wound and increase your annoyance. I mean, what's the what's the other option? Highland? Highland. I would go with Highland. <laughs> what about Hillen? Hillen? Yeah. I, I like Highland. Dana. Yeah. yeah. It's as bland as they are. Yeah. No, I, mean, I mean, it's that's really fine. the perfect, perfect fit. Speaking of vanilla Dana, speaking of bland white people, what better thing for them to do than crash a Mexican kid's birthday party for some reason? I'd, like, how does this happen? Do the producers <laughs> just like know. go into town and they're like, Hola, hey amigos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remembered some Italian. I don't know okay. Spanish. I okay. never took it because I took French and Italian. Yeah, but here comes some I Italian. Everybody. Went to private school. So we took the necessary languages. <laughs> Everybody needs to know some Italian. <laughs> and remember it well for their podcast yeah. 15 years later. Sono di America. <laughs> that means we're from America. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, how did they end up at this party? <laughs> and were these kids like, what the fuck? Like, well, who? <laughs> yeah. I feel who like they must have been like, this is your, um, this is your long lost American right. cousin, <laughs> Delano. <laughs> Um, cause it wasn't just like, first of all, what a sucky fucking day to go to a right. little kid's birthday party. Yeah. Okay, Bachelor, we're like, willing to, yeah, we're willing to, um, have you guys film at our kids' birthday parties in the 100p. future. 100p. Yeah. Get yeah. Hannah, Hannah B up here. Yeah. Not far away at all. Hannah B and her dad. Let's hire the Hannahs. Yeah, to do hair. That's it. They're going to do hair salon. At our eight-year-old's birthday party. Why would they do hair? Because her dad owns a hair salon. Uh, Hannah yeah. B's dad does. Right. Hannah G's dad does I doesn't. said Hannah B. Okay. Because they live, we established that Hannah B's dad lives in town. Mm-hmm. He's accessible to mm-hmm. us. Um, I, as a parent, have really low standards but I feel like even I wouldn't be okay with just some randos from reality <laughs> right. TV coming in. Because Dylan is like lifting kids up into the right. air. And uh, Hannah's like making food and serving it. It's just yeah. bizarre. Yeah, you, they've just really scraped the bottom of the barrel with this one. Um, yeah, I, I feel don't like think anybody was there are happy. dates like this. Like you're going to go to a big town wedding. You know, but like the whole date was just a kids birthday yeah. party oh that's also how blake got or uh 
Chris got so sick, probably, as Hannah <laughs> brought back some illness from the children. Children are oozing disease factories. Um, well, while Dylan and Hannah are at this eight-year-old's birthday, um, they do say I love you. They do, yes. I mean, I guess we just... Ha- I don't feel any connection at all to Hannah and Dylan. And I do feel like some of that is the shitty start to their relationship. Like, that just left a bad taste in my mouth, especially from Hannah. But Dylan also a little bit. Like, come on, buddy. Grow a pair. Um, And then I feel like after they got together, we've probably seen 10 minutes of screen time for them total. Well, that's because they've been boofing off uh, by themselves. Okay, I don't think you know what that means. What does that mean? What does it mean? (laughs) Banging. Um, boofing. Sure. Yeah. Oh. Now I'm going to have to look it up on Urban Dictionary. Look it up right now. Yeah, let's see. Let's get my shock. I mean, action. I know what it meant when we were in like eighth grade. <laughs> this is a jump over a hydraulic backwash in a high mm. gradient mountain river. Wait. Yeah, you're going to need the oh, Urban yeah. Dictionary urban definition. Dictionary. To abuse any illicit or illicit <laughs> substance via insertion to one's rectum. Yep, that's what I meant, actually. No, I heard... We... uh, Scroll down. Let me see if this definition is there. To stick something up your butt. Yeah. Again, still there. I heard... We always heard that it was like... Butt fucking, but also like a surprise. Oh, see, it appears to involve sticking something up your butt, but generally (laughs) drug-related. It does. To get the high. It definitely doesn't just mean banging. So I I would maybe take take that phrase out of your vocabulary. Take that out of my vocabulary. No, I actually meant that they were um, jumping over a hydraulic wash. (laughs) Dylan and Hannah are boofing. They are, uh, yeah, high gradient mountain river, an action analogous to a skier jumping over a cliff. That's what I meant. You keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. You keep using the word. I do not think it means what you think it means. All right, they. All I'm saying is we haven't gotten a lot of airtime with them. I don't. I didn't like them that much to begin with, but I certainly don't feel like an emotional investment in their relationship. Well, sure, and part of it is I don't feel a connection with them because I see no actual connection between them. Yeah, they keep saying that they're in but love, that, but that no, that circles around to my point. I think it's because we literally don't see them, like. We haven't seen very much of them, so how can you say that they don't have a connection or they do? There was that one shot of Hannah looking disinterested when he kissed her. That's one a- shot? Okay. <laughs> like, there were like 12 of those Do you want someone shots. to follow us around for a week and just slyly capture some of the ways that I look at you? Well, I mean, I know what it would look like. It would look <laughs> a lot like uh, Hannah looking at Dylan. Yeah. Um, With complete and total disinterest. I'm going to say, I do think... I don't like any of the fine... I like Christian and Demi, and I actually really like Katie and Chris, but I don't think that they're going to last. Right. I like I them I don't separately. like Clay and Nicole. I don't like Dylan and Hannah. So I think part of my dissatisfaction with this season, although I kind of feel that way last season too, um, thinking about who ended up together. Yeah. I just don't li- like... I think it's a stupid premise that you go to Mexico for three weeks and you're supposed to fall in love and get engaged. But no, the Goose and Crystal's wedding showed that this process works. 
Well, the Jaden and Tanner story, the Carly and Evan story. Jade, not Jaden. Jaden, whatever their names are. That proves whoever it is and Tanner proves that this thing works. All right. Yeah, that's the evidence. All right. So while they're also at the kid's birthday party, poor Connor is feeling real sorry for himself. He says he's not here to give out a friendship rose. And there's like a day left because he's like, <laughs> I'll probably just leave. <laughs> well, um, first, he really wants Whitney to come down the stairs. Yeah. So he's like, if Whitney doesn't come in the next five minutes, I'll probably just leave. This, you're doing good. With he the gets a real fry. low yeah. register. Sad Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Has even more of that. Um, and he sits like a little puppy dog. Like waiting for he its does. Owner. He's like peering up the right. trail. <laughs> like he can make her materialize uh, in front of him. And he almost does. Yep. He's so close. And so then he gets everybody together. You do your Connor announcing that he's gonna leave. Again? So but now now these this is the actual Oh yeah, I didn't write down yeah. any of those any oh, of that oh, speech because I thought it was stupid. Yeah, I'm leaving. <laughs> that was more my Rocky. <laughs> Yo Adrian. Adrian. Now that's not even Rocky. Okay, so anyways, yeah, he decides he's going to leave. He gets in the van. Cut to Whitney saying that she is on her way to go see Connor. It and she can't wait to see real, him. It is a real, what's that short story? Oh, the gift of the Magi. Yeah, yeah a real a... <laughs> gift of the Magi moment. <laughs> I brought Connor this bronzer for his pecs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Connor... Had bought Whitney a watch, but when she showed up at the Mexican resort, someone had chopped her hand off already. <laughs> Is it too much? I don't want to get us in trouble with my shock jock humor. Howard Stern over there. <laughs> yeah. We need to put you on serious radio. Um, yeah, so it's like ships. It's like a Frasier episode or something. Or like, like Seinfeld. Yeah, like they're passing. Uh, and in fact, they even have a shot of the vans. They're passing literally each other. passing on the yes. road. Well, and that actually makes me think that this entire thing was staged. <gasps> what? I know. It's a shocking accusation. One hundred percent. I think it. Well, was. but with their knowledge. Like, Maybe. I think that they, yeah. to stage it this carefully, you would have to have them involved. That's, I'm saying there's a big cover up here. I don't know this if thing Connor goes knew. Deeper. I did feel like um, Whitney was like, well, I, th- I think I'm going to go get him. Yeah. I guess I'll just have to leave and turn right back <laughs> around again. I hope the van is still there. Oh, yeah. Are you saying that Connor isn't smart enough to play a role in this kind of high level yeah. conspiracy? <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Um, so anyways, she goes to his hotel. Well, actually, can I just say one thing? Yeah. I do feel like Paradise is good at showing you, like, you do not know these contestants. Even, like, Connor, I'm pretty sure, didn't even talk like that when he was on Hannah's season. Yeah. I remember us thinking that he was boyish, but I don't remember having this, like, bro-y vibe from him at all. Yeah, was he, like, covering up his accent? I don't don't know. I just think, like, it's really bizarre to me when stuff like that happens. And it's not every person, but there are some that I'm like, wow, this is not at all who yeah. you were on your season. Yeah, no, I know. It's the truth. The truth comes out. Finally, we get to see the real person. Um, but yeah, now, and Connor is one of many people. So Kaylin, JPJ, 
who just leaves wearing the clothes on their back. Wearing which is a, not bathing, a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so not even clothes on their back, just swim trunks. Like JPJ just walks into the van wearing only his Speedo and rides off into the sunset. And then when Whitney goes back to this like hotel staging area that he's in, he's still in his bathing suit. Yeah, which leads me to believe that's all he has left. Is that why you thought it was maybe fake? (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Well, I was thinking too that maybe if they're really leaving their bags there... That hopefully that stuff ends up at that unclaimed baggage place. Oh, in Scottsboro, it's close to us. Yeah, we could get some actual bachelor clothes. Mm -hmm. There was a place in Los Angeles that would sell you like leftover clothes from movies. Oh, I like that. And I'm wondering if, um, yeah, I had a shirt that was worn on the set of My Giant, starring Billy Crystal. (laughs) I don't want to brag or anything. (laughs) And everywhere I went, people said. Is that shirt from My Giant? Is every tag, does it tell you where it's from? Yeah, it tells you where it's from. It's like that Friends episode where, like, Ross gets a special tuxedo and he thinks that it's Val Kilmer's from Batman, but it's Val Kilmer's from At First Sight. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. Uh... So JPJ and Taisha are building a sandcastle. All right, let's get... I mean, this is just stupid stuff. Okay, all right. Get to the rose ceremony? Yeah, sure. All right. Luke S. attempts to give his rose to Brie, and she turns him down. (laughs) Yeah, well, first we should mention that Haley's acting like she's going to get Luke S.'s rose. Because she's like, ugh, this guy. He's just a a poor man's Nick Vial. Which is true. She's not wrong. She is accurate, but she's also acting like she's getting that rose. Yeah, he tries to give his rose to Bree. He says, I know we haven't had a lot of time to talk. And Bree's just like, I can't say yes. And uh, the show plays what the closed caption describes as melancholy piano music. And Harrison says, well, this has never happened before. Yeah, but look, Luke Stone, I got to pull up this Twitter stuff because he's pissed about it. And he says, um, let's see, Chris Harrison did not, quote, present my rose to the group. In reality, I got shut down, hugged everyone and left. Well done, editing team. Then he says, just saw it for the first time and I won't stand by and let that fly. I won't stand by and let my good name be besmirched (laughs) by a reality TV show. He says, it's called a voiceover. Nice try, guys. Oh, so they did like later Harrison like recorded a voiceover. I guess. That's uh, that's pretty savage, Harrison. And then he says, I'll drop this, I promise, but I just want to say I'm disappointed in you, Bachelor in Paradise and Chris Harrison. That is all. And he tags Chris Harrison. Does Harrison respond to this? This is on the level of my accusation about this uh, Connor Whitney conspiracy. Let me see. Uh, okay, so, oh, this is, this is, we're going down into, into the, the rabbit Twitter hole. rabbit hole. Chase says, hey, bud, I understand you're embarrassed. Hey, pal. Um, however, I recall there was a good bit they did cut out that you should probably be grateful for. So maybe relax on calling out the edits and it will blow over much quicker for you. Oh, snap. So basically Chase is saying they edited this in for you, but they edited out a lot of the other stupid shit. I don't know if shit. that means like everyone gets shit edited out that you wouldn't want aired or like specifically with that rose right. ceremony. I think he just means like... 
hey, you did a lot of stuff that they didn't show on TV. Yeah. And so you should be grateful for that. So, but yeah, the way they edit it where Chris Harrison is like, does anybody want Luke's rose? And everyone just stands there. Though I actually, here's why I might believe Luke, though. I don't think Oh, they I would... believe him. Because <clears throat> I don't think he would call them out for that if it wasn't true. Right. Well, also, why would they do that? When Harrison was like, giving a rose means a serious relationship. Why would they at that point be like, all right, does anybody want this? Yeah. Anybody? I don't buy that. Because it seemed a little weird. I can see that happening on night one. But not when they were like, a rose is basically a Neil Lane ring at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Matt Donald does give Bree his rose, which she takes and then dumps his ass the next day. Um, Sydney, Rev, and Haley all go home. And then Harrison says, I need you to be brutally honest with yourselves and each other. I told you Time I don't want you looking at me. <laughs> don't especially, look at me. Look away. I especially look don't away. want to make eye contact when you're giving this creepy Harrison Why speech. don't we should just do this in different rooms? That would be, why mics. don't we do this yeah. in different houses? <laughs> <laughs> you could do it from Chris Bukowski's house. Why don't house. you build me a she shed yeah. that I can go into? There you go. You could record Not you there. personally. But. Right, because you wouldn't want this she shed that <laughs> I actually built. Oh. Okay. So, um, yeah, What? so the couples go I feel off. like it's like when Charlie our son is pooping and wants to like make eye contact with you it's too intimate look into my eye this making this podcast is the equivalent of a toddler pooping for sure okay so um yeah what do we got so jpj says that he's in love with you with taisha adams he wants to dance at her wedding taisha says she wants to get there but she's not there yet he leaves taisha runs after him sobbing and then he picks her up and carries her for five feet and is like, mm, that's enough. Okay, <laughs> goodbye. I do think that it was a little bit shitty of Taisha because JPJ, again, is like, I'm in love with you. And she says she's not there yet. And then she says, you don't even know what you want in a partner. Like, don't deflect it onto the other person. You might not. You. I think it's that you know what you don't want in a partner and it's JPJ. You don't want JPJ. Yeah, like right. at least have the balls to be like, I'm, I don't. Yeah. It's Harrison not told you to be brutally honest, Taisha. No. Be brutally honest. I don't think she's being honest with herself. Oh, she doesn't know what she wants. All right. So, um, yeah, Taisha and JPJ don't make it. Matt, um, Donald, and Bree break up. Yep. Um, Brie, I have in my notes, Matt Donald seems to just like the fact that Brie is a supermodel. Yeah. And then she says, I think you're too interested in my exterior and you're not really seeing my heart. Yep. Yep. No, Matt Donald, she called him Matt Donald. And then mm-hmm. Matt Donald said, son of a bee sting. He's like, oh, I could have been with Sydney, not kissing <laughs> right. her. Yeah. My mom's going to be so mad. My mom's going to be so mad that I got that massage. (laughs) At least I left my trunks on. (laughs) Chase and Angela break up. Mm -hmm. Um, Nicole and Clay are going to the fantasy suites. And obviously Dylan and Hannah are going to the fantasy suites. I like how he asked, even though they have been banging for weeks. Boofing. They've been boof. Hey, do you want to go boof in the fantasy suite? Boof, boof room. (laughs) That's what I don't get about this episode either. Is Harrison makes a big deal about how these fantasy suites are so important? Half these couples have been fucking in paradise already. What does it matter? Right. Well, because you get the time away from the cameras. 
Or if the you're Rachel. The cameras aren't recording you in the boom boom room. Or if you're Rachel Lindsay, you've got a producer in there watching uh, finals basketball. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would rather do that if you haven't had, they haven't had TV at this resort. Yeah, right? sure. Right. Yeah. That's your fantasy suite is just to watch eight hours of Netflix. We would just catch up on Mindhunter and get some sleep. Um, and then Chris and Katie have, I guess, the most tense discussion because it it kind of felt like Chris tried to dump her and she pulled a George Costanza <laughs> right. and was like, We're not no. both turning our keys. No, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> she said, I don't want to pressure you into doing something you don't want to do, but they end up giving it a shot. I did. I like them together and mm-hmm. I feel like I don't think that they're going to end up together. Chris seems super wishy-washy, but I kind of like... That Katie wasn't immediately like, fuck you. You know, like, I yeah. think that Katie's really level-headed. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Chris is almost like a more mature Dean. They seem to have some of the same struggles and demons. Right. Um, well, Chris has just had another 20 years on Dean to work him out. And I also think, not 20 years. Chris Bukowski is 32. It's a, it's a joke like our Elise bit. Huh. Oh, it's not funny. <laughs> don't talk about my Pick man Pick on Elise like all you want, but yep. don't talk about Chris Bukowski like that. He's an angel. Um, well, you also distracted me, and I can't remember what I was going to say. Okay. You want me to oh, no, no, I remember. Okay. Lucky for you. Good. Um, I feel like Kevin and Astrid went through this same thing, and they ended up back together at the reunion. But I don't think that it's necessarily a terrible thing that someone is, like, questioning the idea that they might not want to like fully commit to someone that they've been in Mexico with for three weeks. Right. As we've said before, that's a sign of a per- perfectly rational human being. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Chris Bukowski was still immature, he would have less problems with this. I think it's actually a sign how much he likes Katie that he is like, I don't know. Taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. Thinking it over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so the couples who remain come back, and Harrison says, I have to admit I'm not completely shocked by the couples I see before me burn on everybody else. thank God we got rid of Lucas. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wanted his rose, am I right? (laughs) Everybody saw that happen, didn't they, where I tried to give his rose away? I wish the same editors who had worked on the Matt Donald kiss uh, footage montage, had done yeah. like a silent montage. <laughs> All the animals and on the beach yeah. being totally silent. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then uh, that's it. We're heading into the finale of Paradise. You got any predictions, or do you even care? Um, yes and yes, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> yes, I have predictions. No, I don't care. Okay. Do you want to give us your? Predictions? I mean, uh, in terms of like who's getting engaged? engagements. You know, I actually don't know. Um, Hannah and Dylan, obviously. But the rest of them, I don't know. I don't think Clay is there yet. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Demi is there yet. Right. So we'll see. What do you think? I mean, the same. Obviously, Dylan and Hannah. Um, Other than that, I don't know. Um, We'll see. I uh, I don't think I think there's going to be one other surprise of these of this bunch, but I can't call who it's going to be. Well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll next week. Next week, gang.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.